Welcome to the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Love. I believe in taking massive action to overcome life's biggest challenges because I know the rewards that lie on the other side. This show is a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to help you level up in your life. Here's to a new you where your dedication, commitment, and staying true to yourself will make your wildest dreams come alive. Let's do this. On today's episode of the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast, we meet Sari Abraham. Now, Sari is a financial planner and member of the Bank on Yourself organization. I love that name. He helps real estate investors, business owners, and full-time employees grow safe and predictable wealth, regardless of market conditions, using financial strategy that has been around for 160 years. Oh my goodness, a long time. Now, Sari started his journey when he was in grad school completing his MBA. He worked for companies like Allstate, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Cigna HealthSpring, and Humana before founding Financial Asset Protection, a financial services firm that focuses on one sale concept, the bank on yourself concept, also known as the infinite banking concept. He's on the show to share his journey and to give you a few financial tips along the way. So let's welcome Sari to the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. Hi, Sari. Hi, Christy. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I am so glad that you are here. You are doing a lot of things in the financial industry and really helping people. You know, I know a lot of people right now are really scared about, you know, market conditions, what's going up, down, you know, the pandemic and everything else that's affecting it. But you really sound like you have a solid solution. However, I'm sure it wasn't always this way. So can you start by sharing us, sharing with us your, your story? Yeah, absolutely. So my my journey of around financial services really started at a younger age. It started when I was like a senior in high school. I really liked um, no, money and numbers. And I liked the idea of how like the system of how it worked. So I took a class, it was like consumer economics, and it was like how to write a check, how to you know deposit it, how to what is a credit card, what is interest. So I really liked that class a lot. And I kind of wanted to steer that way. I wanted to go that way as, as far as a career, but I didn't know what, like, what kind of career that would entail. So I got went to college, got a bachelor's degree, and then after that, I got an MBA. And the MBA really gave me a little bit more clarity on where to go, and it, it led me into financial services. So I started working at Allstate. And then I worked at like Blue Cross Blue Shield and a few other insurance companies, uh, more on the client facing side, solving financial problems, solving like, um, you know, issues related to money and insurance. Mm-hmm. And I knew that this was my passion. Um, and then I started a company called Financial Asset Protection. And that's exactly what we do now. We do financial coaching and planning for clients in all 50 states. But we do it more from a way of, uh, first of all, coaching, getting to know the client, understanding where they want to go. And then using a solution that has no correlation with the stock market. So it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how the stock market is doing. The money still grows regardless of that. That's kind of our foundation. And we work with a lot of real estate investors and business owners and, and helping them really kind of identify where they want to go financially. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Wow. Well, I want to go back. You said that when you're in school mm-hmm. that you learned how to write a check and, and a credit card. Now, that's usually not taught in schools. Yep. And I know a lot of people um, talk about that, how school is really lacking in the yep. financial services world because they're teaching you things that you really can't uh, use in everyday life. And I think the only thing that saved me is because I started working for a bank right out of high school. Yeah. If I did not have that foundation, I don't know where I would be today, but it's a good thing that you did. And that really left the path for you to grow. Now, were your parents very smart in finance and money, or was this just something you came up with and you just found the desire to do? Yeah. So my, my, uh, my dad was an entrepreneur. He still is an entrepreneur. So that kind of helped me, um, you know, look at money differently. Like, we, he, I didn't look at money as like a paycheck. I looked at it as like, this is like your business and, and you have to make your own money. Um, and I grew up also to a, an immigrant family. So when we looked at money, it was a little bit different than others. It's, it's more of like a scarcity mindset when it comes to money. I guess that could be a little bit problematic, right? Because when you have that mindset around money, it, it, you become fearful around money. And I, I don't think that's the case. I think you should be courageous with your money. You should take risks, run necessary risks, not unnecessary risks. So like the differences are like you want to start a business, you need the money to invest, to grow it versus, you know, you're thinking about buying stocks or you're thinking about investing in something that doesn't necessarily make sense. There's no need. There's no reason to take that risk. So that's kind of like the, the distinction between necessary risks and unnecessary risks. I want to take a quick break to thank all our listeners, contributors, and give a shout out to Midwave Radio for promoting our show in Scotland, the UK, and around the globe. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, or if you are an entrepreneur looking to enhance your communication and connection skills as a leader, contact me at bcnbelove.com forward slash contact. Well, one thing that's always fascinated me with my friends who maybe came from a different country or something like that is they yeah. all have businesses. They yeah. don't come here to work for anybody else. They come to make money. And, yeah. you know, you say that you, you, you have, you had a, or your family had a scarcity mindset, but the mindset in comparison to Americans is totally different, but it works. Yeah. I mean, they know that when they come to America, they get a loan, they start a business. Yeah. They start a business and they usually hire family members to help build that business. And it's a business that they have for years and years to come. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see any of my friends ever thinking about, or, or who are from a different country, uh, who, never thinking that, hey, I'm going to have to close my business down and go work for a job. That's just yeah. not in their mindset. And so I commend yeah. um, anyone that's coming from a different country to America, because I want to learn that. I want to learn to have that mindset, that mindset of wealth. Now, what do you think about failure? Mm-hmm. Have you ever failed in this? It sounds like you're just on up and up and up and up and up and things just went just perfectly for you in your career. Yeah. So nothing is perfect. Nothing's perfect. All right. <laughs> yeah. And I have failed many times in business and in other areas of life. And I think that failure opens your eyes to the opportunities. It gives you a, a actually a second chance to, to look at things differently. It's just the beginning. Really, failure is just the beginning of your journey. It's not the end of your journey. Um and sometimes like you don't need to, you, you'll never get to a hundred percent. That's not possible. Um, but as long as you're trying your best and you are learning, you're competing with yourself, you're competing with your previous self and, and, and improving your results, you'll get any, you'll get any results you truly want. Like any, you'll get anything you want as long as you stick to it 
and you don't really care about the F word failure. Mm, I love that. Stick to it. You have to have stick to itness to be yeah. successful in business. And a lot of people, as soon as they fail once, oh my gosh, you know, the world's coming to an end. It's not for me. And they start something else. Then, yeah. then they do the same with the next company, next company, next company, next company, next company. But I love how you say that you have to be consistent, you have yeah. to be consistent and resilient because things are going to happen. There's no perfect world, right? There's no perfect world. And you're going to have ups and downs. It doesn't matter what kind of business you're in. Now mm-hmm. you help a lot of real estate investors. And I live in Texas. I didn't ask you where you live, but where do you, where do you live? Where, Chicago. Chicago. Okay. So Texas is booming right now. I mean, like yeah. big time. It's There's a house for sale. There's like 30 people yeah. bidding on one house. And I asked a friend of mine, I'm like, is this really true? Is this what's happening in Texas? She said, Chrissy, yes. If houses for sale, it's getting gobbled up. People are coming in Texas like crazy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my friends also are starting to enter into the real estate investing business. I know I was in there before and I'm looking to enter again. But how do you help real estate investors? Yeah, so real estate investors have um, a lot of unique needs and wants financially. So there's so many different where areas of like what they're doing. I think the first thing to do is distinct uh, to differentiate whether they're active real estate investors or passive real estate investors. So active is like you, Christy, you go out, you find a property, you fix it up, you rent it out, or you sell it. You're actively involved. You're dealing with the realtor. You're dealing with the closing attorney. You're dealing with all these uh, moving parts of real estate. And, or, and then the opposite of that would be passive investing or as, as a limited partner. This is where like, and this is, there's actually a lot of, a lot of these places in, in Texas, there'll be like a 300 unit apartment building somewhere in Texas. And then like a hundred investors from all over the, all over the country will gather, they'll pool their funds together and then they'll buy that property. And the people who are investing into the property are limited partners. They're not active at all. The only thing they do is transfer money to that account and then agree to the terms and conditions. And that's it. They're not talking to anybody they're not dealing with contractors tenants property management none of that so i guess it's 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 imp- that's one of the things we do is we differentiate what kind of real estate investors are they and then the other thing too is that you know like look on the active side on the active real estate side real estate investors are always looking for cash because you could essentially borrow um you could use one dollar to buy an asset that's worth five dollars so they're constantly looking for equity and one of the ways you could do that is using the infinite banking system is where you have your money in a, for example, in a policy, it's growing, and then you borrow against it, you buy a property, and then you use the money that you earn from the property to pay it back. And then you, you, you keep recycling your money over and over again. So really, we could do a lot of this, probably a thousand different ways that we could help real estate investors. It, it starts with the financial analysis. That's where we kind of take a deeper dive into their financial situation their goals or objectives. And then we would like prescribe a, a plan or like implement a plan after that and show them how it could help them either buy more properties as active investor or get, find more deals as a, as a limited partner in real estate. Really it's kind of, it's, it's every, there is no one solution that's the, uh, uh, the same. There, there, every solution is going to be completely different. Oh, I see. I see. Now that sounds like you have a lot of different offers available for um, mm-hmm. different real estate investors. Now I like the passive income idea. I've yeah. heard about that, yes. but yeah, putting your money into something and just really incurring the, the interest off of it, you know, and yeah. the, the reaping the result rewards for investing, you know, in a group. Um, that's, that's, 
very interesting instead of doing all the work and labor and fixing a property up i've done that before and it can be taxing on the body but it's for yeah. a lot of people a lot of people love that mm-hmm. but for the full-time employee let's say a full-time employee just someone you know regular has a job how can you help them to really grow safe and predictable wealth regardless yeah, so- of market conditions yeah. So if they are, if somebody is, for example, working somewhere as a W-2 employee and they plan on doing that for the, until they retire. Yeah. We could do mm-hmm. a lot of different things. Like one thing we could do is we could implement like a, re, almost like a retirement plan where they would just allocate monthly um, payments to it. Just like how they're doing right now in like their 401k or 403b or pension. It's very similar to that. It would, they would just pay into it every month. And then at, at retirement, they could um, would withdraw the money and then fund the retirement from like, let's just say age 65 and up. That's one option we could do. Another option we could do is we can help them fund their retirement and then also help them find other deals. So it's, it's a, it's kind of like an integrated approach where it's not, it's not like, for example, option A or investment A or investment, investment B. It could be like, we're going to do investment A, but while investment A is building, we're going to use some of the funds from investment A to fund investment B. And that could be real estate or other areas. So we can, we can get creative depending on what the client wants to do, depending on um, the things that are familiar with, the different industries they're familiar with. We could do essentially any scenario for clients. It's not like it has to be this way, you know, or, you know, or, or it won't work. Right, right. I can see how that could be beneficial to a lot of employees because they just don't know. And they're putting all yeah. their money in these 401ks. They don't really have tax advantages. Mm-hmm. And then when they, when they leave the company, you know, almost half of it is gone. And they think they're going to live off of that. And yeah. that's why a lot of people pass away after retirement because they really don't have the lifestyle they thought they would have at age 65 to retire. And so I like how you give them different options, but not just one option, but one option that builds on another option. Exactly. Right. Yes. That, mm-hmm. that grows more wealth. And that's something that's unique. It sounds like to your company, because I haven't heard that one before. So, so that's great. Um, for business owners, let's say business owner, like a coach or let's mm-hmm. say the mom and pop shop, how can they start to invest with you as well? Yeah. So business owners also to have a lot of unique needs in that um, they, 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 here's one problem that business owners have is that they typically don't have retirement plans or pensions, their businesses. That's, that's typically what their business is for. It's, it's, it's supposed to implement or be the retirement plan, but what happens if they sell their business or what happens if um, they have their you know kids inherit the business? How are they, how are the business owners going to receive income in retirement? So we would help them find a solution for that. Again, option A could be, you know, they have just a retirement plan, they pay into it. And then when they retire, they can get their monthly income plus their business if somebody else is operating their business. Or it could be like the option A part, funds option B, and then and so on. So this way, they have different solutions. I think that, you know, we, we have a few um, scenarios where like where business owners can get really creative. For example, let's say you're a business owner and then you have expenses that are due like six months or a year later. Like, let's say you own the, the, the building where your business is, you have property taxes that are due once a year, or you might have a vendor that you work with that, that gets paid every six months or whatever. You have the chance to earn interest on that money in the meantime, before you actually pay it. So for example, you earn your income, your gross revenue towards the business. And then now you have your expenses instead of paying the expenses right away. What if you could earn interest on that money in the meantime, between earning it and then spending it, 
That way, now you have two sources of, of income or, or, or growth in your business. You have your mm-hmm. products or services that you're selling. And then you also have the compound interest that you're earning on your money. This is thinking like a bank. You know, this is, this, this is also in the name of our show, thinking like a bank. Um, so we're showing clients how to implement these ideas. Like when you go to these large retail stores and large companies and they're earning, you know, billions of dollars a year, it's not like they take all that money and they just spend it immediately. They would, they would save it in the bond market, in real mm-hmm. estate, That's in true. stocks. They would earn money. They would make money with that money. And then when it comes time to pay their all their expenses, they might even in some situations borrow from a, a, a bank and the bank wants to be affiliated with this large corporation. So they might say, all right, we'll do interest rates as low as 1%. As long as you, as long as you deal with us, you do your direct deposits with us, you introduce us to your employees so that we could do their mortgages, we'll give you a 1% interest rate. So this way, imagine if you're the business now, you take all your money that you have, you, you park it somewhere that's going to earn you like five or 6% compound interest every year. And then you, in order to pay your bills, you borrow from the bank at 1%. You're making wow. money with money now. Yes, so, yes. so people could actually, you know, small business owners can do the same thing mm-hmm. and we can help them do the same thing. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I, I love that you keep saying options. People have options. It's not yes. just a mm-hmm. one, one shot thing or one selection or one circle you got to fill in that you have options and different ways and different solutions mm-hmm. that can help them. And so that, that's great that you have a, like a umbrella of different services that you can provide that's going to get the best benefit for your, for your clients. Now, can you describe how bank on yourself type whole life policy could be st- structured? Yeah, there's so many ways. So to kind of take a step back, there's really, you know, three types of life insurance. There's term life, whole life, and universal. So term life is, just for a set period of time. It's like 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. It's life insurance only. There is no cash value. Um, it's almost like you're renting the policy. And then whole life insurance is for your whole life. There's a start date, but not necessarily an end date. And there's also cash value involved with the policy. So you have two aspects to it. You have life insurance and you have like a savings account inside the policy that, that earns interest and grows. And then the third part is universal. Universal is in essence, a combination of term and whole life, but we'll for, focus more on whole life. So the bank on yourself strategy talks about whole life insurance and particularly the cash value of a whole life insurance policy. So let's say, for example, client uses a client uses a whole life policy. They want to fund it with like, let's just say $10,000 a year over the next 20 years. Over the years, as they're funding it, they're, they have cash value in the policy, a portion of that. And then that portion is going to earn interest and dividends. And then you also have the ability to borrow against that money to use for anything you want, for your business, for real estate. It doesn't have to be, there, there are no limitations what you can use the money for. There are no, uh, you can use it for anything you want. So that's that's kind of what bank on yourself type whole life policy is. It's using the cash value and it has to be a special type of whole life insurance. It cannot be just any whole life insurance out there. It has to be from a, a few companies and specially designed. There, there has mm. to be some specs to it that, that are designed. This is our job, what we do and other bank on yourself professionals is that we're trained to properly design whole life insurance. So this way it yields the maximum growth. And it also aligns with the client's needs and wants back to the financial analysis. So if a client wants to be to own the business and they need a, a cash reserve account and they need it to grow and be able to borrow against it, we would structure the whole life policy that so that way it fits their needs. Whereas if somebody's like, you know, I just want a whole life policy, maximize the life insurance part. And then over the next 50 years, that's what we'll do. So it, it really connects with what the client needs and wants. And also our recommendations come into play. 
Awesome. 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 So I, yeah, I love whole life, but there's also an insurance policy that uh, invests your money as well. Right. Is that more of a, I wouldn't say universal. Is it universal? Yeah, it's universal, right? So all every, so all three policies invest. So the insurance invest companies, in yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. all three of those scenarios, a term whole life and universal, all the insurance companies are taking in those premium dollars and they're investing mm-hmm. them in different places. In real uh-huh. estate, bonds, some stocks, mostly mostly conservative investments. Right. So I think maybe you're referring to universal life because there's something called index universal life. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. where like it follows the S&P 500 or another stock indice. And what it measures it or, or follows the measurement of the that portfolio. But you never um, lose your money, right? You don't lose your money that so yes yeah, so with universal mm-hmm. technically there will be like a zero percent floor and like a maximum upside of like five or six percent for example so you could technically never lose your money but that's on the stock growth there's other aspects to it there's the other aspect of the the fee structure of the policy how much it costs typically with universal life the cost of the insurance increases over time because there's something called an, you know, I'm going to get very insurance technical here. <laughs> there's something called an annual renewable term rider inside uh, or an annual renewable term policy inside of universal life policy. Right. So every year it's almost like it's renewing the policy right. off with the universal. And then when your that happens, and all that stuff, right? Yeah. As you're aging, the mm-hmm. cost of insurance increases. So you, it's possible to have a universal life policy. And over the years, your cash value decreases, not because of the stock performance, or because you're losing money in the stock market or using losing money by following the stock market. It's really because of the fee structure of the universal life policy. That's, but whereas whole life insurance is the opposite of that. The fees are typically highest in the first two years. And then after they, they decrease, which explains how the cash value can increase over time, regardless ah. of the market conditions and regardless of your age or health situation. So as you're aging with a whole life insurance, the cost of it decreases, which increases the dividends and interest you earn so you want to use whole life insurance you want to use cash value oh, whole life okay. insurance to uh especially design not again not just any whole life insurance policy from any company you want it specially designed because you want to be able to with whole life insurance the growth of it is going to be very conservative maybe three or four percent so you want to be able to leverage that money and then use that money to um deploy in different areas like real estate in your business so you want to make sure it's it's specially designed to handle that type of uh, function where you could actually borrow against it, invest in different places. I love this. Pay Look it back. You. Options, options, options. Yep. Yes, different options mm-hmm. to really use your money. And now I want to ask you to mm-hmm. give our listeners three um, tips on how they can really build wealth. I know you've given a ton of value in this yep. podcast, but the first question is, and I'll have you add two more, but what does someone do? What do you encourage people to do? Invest in their business or save cash? Which do you prefer and why? Okay. So invest in their business or save cash. Maybe maybe they could possibly do both. Like they, they save their money somewhere. And then from those savings, they use, they leverage their savings to invest in their business. That's what ah, I would recommend they do. Gotcha. Gotcha. All righty. So save cash. Yeah. And then... That leverage the cash leverage the cash into to an invest investment in your that's yes. also something that you can use when you need it take out when you need it right yep awesome and two more tips because you are dropping some serious nuggets here today <laughs> 
what else can people do to really, I mean, maybe I'm thinking maybe, I don't know. What do you have? Yeah. So a couple of things. So number one, know your numbers, know your numbers very well. Know your numbers. Gotcha. I deal with a lot of clients where we go through the financial analysis and they're not really sure of how much debt they have, how much savings they have, how much they make, how often they make, especially business owners because their, their numbers are kind of all over the place. So really drill down, know your numbers, know how much you have, how much you make, how much you um, spend, how much debt you have, what kind of debt it is. I, I, I use something called a personal financial tracker. And I lay out, I lay out all my, you know, every, every day, it takes me 10 minutes to do this every single day. And um, I lay out like, for example, how much I have in my checking savings, cash value, life insurance, other retirement accounts, how much I earned that day um, and how much I, that I have. And I could actually create a tracker for you and send it to you for free. If you reach out and I'll include the link to that at the end of the show, but Thank if you, you want, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So that's one thing is know your numbers very well. Um, and then number two, know where you want to go. So money is just a tool, right? I think, you know, money helps you get to your goal. That's not the end goal. So instead of saying my goal is to reach a million dollars, I think, you know, modify it to my goal is to retire and then be able to travel and be able to, um, you know, do these things that I've always wanted to do. So we'll kind of replace it with functions and, and, and the end result of, of what money would do, not money being the end result. Right, right. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to have this much money left over for retirement, but they don't think about the things that they want to do when they retire. Otherwise, they sit at home, they're going to take care of the grandkids, watch TV all day, and their health is going to fail. (laughs) And that's really not retirement. When I think retirement, I think about enjoying my life, traveling more, doing the things I want to do. And that's going to require a little bit more money than probably with your job. Uh, was bringing in each and every single month. So investments are very, very serious and have something else outside of your business, outside of your job. And if you're a real estate investor, wow, that, that's very important to find ways to make your money work for you as you grow in your business. So I, I love that. And thank you so much, sorry for your information. Now tell people or tell our listener where they can find you. Yeah. So you can find me at thinkinglikeabank.com. It's thinkinglikeabank.com. It's also the name of our podcast, Thinking Like a Bank. Um, You can find it on all the major podcast platforms. But yeah, the website, thinkinglikeabank.com will take you there. You could download a free ebook that talks about more about the strategy. It's about 30 pages long. You can have it for free um, at thinkinglikeabank.com. You can also send me an email if you want the personal financial tracker. I'll, I'll design it for you. And then um, you can also send me an email. You can schedule an appointment with me. All, everything happens at thinkinglikeabank.com. You can also link to my YouTube channel and LinkedIn profile if you want to get, get to know me better. Super duper. All right. Thinkinglikeabank.com. I love it. I love it. So easy to remember mm-hmm. and easy to find. So make sure you contact Sari with any you know financial issues that you have or questions that you have. Because it sounds like he knows a lot about this stuff and really has the best interest in his clients. So that's the most important and knows about many different options and solutions to best enhance your wealth and your your future, your future. And that's Mm -hmm. so very important. So sorry, I just thank you so much for being on the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. It was a great, great, great um, chance to meet you and know more about you and more about the services that you provide. Thanks, Christy. I appreciate it.